If you're a parent, teacher, or school leader, and you're sick and tired of the frustration, anger, and unfair treatment of children at high risk in our public schools, then perhaps it's time for all of us to do something about it. In this podcast, Dr. Amitra Berry brings you tips, tools, strategies, and tactics to build successful solutions while touching, moving, and inspiring all of us to transform our schools so that every child thrives. Here's your host, Dr. Berry. Welcome back, Equity Warriors. Thanks for tuning in. You know, they tell us we're all citizens, that we were born in this country. Well, a cat can have kittens in the oven, but that doesn't make them biscuits. You know, in my sessions, I have this activity that I do. I call it Curiosity Struggles and Insights. They are big post-it notes that I put on the wall, poster paper that's up on the wall. One says curiosities, one says struggles, the last says insights. And during the course of my workshop, everybody has post-it notes. So if they have a curiosity, which is something that they're maybe came into the session that they didn't understand, that they wanted to understand better, I'm curious about XYZ. They can anonymously write that on a post-it note, stick it on that poster. If they're struggling with something, or maybe they've been struggling with something, or they're struggling with something that they just learned in my session, they're able to write those struggles down and stick those on the struggles poster. And then over the course of learning, whether that's one day or a week, they develop insights and maybe one of their curiosities has been answered. They now understand why. So an insight is, I now understand why this happens or we do this. And they move their curiosities to the insights board, or they simply write an insight. I get it now. So the title of this episode came from one such curiosity. Does the group mindset that many minorities exhibit impact their ability to succeed in the society? Now, normally, as much as is possible, I address curiosities and struggles as we go through a workshop. Now, obviously, if I've got 40 minutes and 100 curiosities, that doesn't happen. Sometimes I can have two days, but I've got 200 curiosities. Guess what? That doesn't happen. So this was one of those curiosities that I didn't get a chance to address in a session. So today, I want to dig into that one. Let's start with, let me read that to you again. Does the group mindset that many minorities exhibit impact their ability to succeed in this society? Now, at first glance, I kind of wanted to dig into where did that come from? But that is not the purpose. Curiosity, struggles, and insights. Curiosities and struggles specifically are about anonymity and being able to ask questions that you maybe never felt comfortable asking about before, especially when it comes to diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism. But the word they use in there, mindset, needs defining. There's a word in there, mindset. And we need to understand what mindset is in order to really dig into that question for me to answer that for you. Very often, we've been told that there are two kinds of mindset. There's a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. But if you dig into the research, you'll find anything from those two to 110 types of mindset, which is really about governing our thinking and our beliefs, especially in my context, about learning and providing education for children. What is it that you fundamentally believe? And are you willing to have cognitive humility and be open to learning new things? Or are you closed-minded? 
and it's your way or the highway. Regarding that particular question, to think that the majority of people of color, who, by the way, happen to be the majority in the community that that curiosity came from, but definitely just a tiny minority of the participants in that workshop, to think that the majority of a people share the exact same mindset is erroneous. To share a growth or opportunity inhibiting negative mindset as a people is absurd. It's ludicrous. And frankly, given the context that that question, that curiosity was provided in, might just be a little bit racist. You see, a mindset is unique to the individual, to every individual. But what is not unique is the systemic oppression and systemic racism in which the people of color in this nation have to operate. So the bigger question is, how do you succeed in a system that is inherently inequitable? Back in episode four, I introduced you to my four equity indicators. If you did not listen to that episode, go back, refresh. If you did listen to it, but you've forgotten, go back and refresh. If you never listened to it, listen to it, because I'm not going to go in depth here. But know that, let's look at this through the lens of those four equity indicators. Number one, nepotism eclipses meritocracy. It's not what you can do, but who you know kind of thing. That's one. You cannot succeed in a system where nepotism eclipses meritocracy. And we know that in this world, especially in this country, America, that power is generally held by cisgendered white men. And we're not cisgendered white men. White people in general still have the power over most systems, especially school systems, which are political systems, ultimately, because the dollars come from state legislatures and county systems. The money is connected to very often, depending on what state you're in, there are some exceptions to this, but the money is tied to the wealth of the community. So richer neighborhoods have more money for schools. It's political. And nepotism eclipses the idea that the most qualified people would get positions because the people with power want their friends to surround and support them. That's one. Number two, we know that education is substandard in schools where people of color are the majority. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. And so if we have systems of education that are substandard for people of color, that means that people of color are getting lesser than educations, which means they go into colleges less prepared than white people from more affluent systems, because politically, that's where we put our money. And so it's hard to succeed in a system that has oppressed you and kept you from having higher education or higher, higher education and greater opportunity. Number three, there's still that thing called white privilege, and white privilege suppresses impartiality. I love the quote. I love what Ann Richards said. She said, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. So again, in systems that are controlled by white people, when people of color are not at the table, when people of color do not have power, guess who's on the chopping block? When people of color are not making decisions about hiring, 
And I can't just say people of color making those decisions because there are people of color who are in the sunken place and do do the bidding of white supremacy. Let me not go down there. Where white privilege suppresses impartiality, there is insufficient representation for equality and equity. There's no voice or insufficient voice for people of color. And then finally, where white privilege suppresses impartiality, white ethnocentrism is the norm. I grew up corporately in a system that did not support me wearing my hair in its natural state, wearing my hair as it is now, because the norm was a white ethnocentric middle-class Anglo ideal, which meant pressing or permanently relaxing, putting chemicals on my hair that cause cancer in order to appear palatable. White privilege suppresses impartiality. You see, I was highly qualified, but I was still Black. And then fourth, it's hard for people of color to succeed in systems where an unequal distribution of assets and resources exists, in a system where being of color is relegated to a lower caste. And that is everything from redlining, even though it's not necessarily legal anymore, the neighborhoods that people of color live in, sometimes not by choice, but because that's where they're allowed, where schools for children of color do not have equal assets and resources. That may mean qualification of teachers is lesser. Materials, computers, technology, field trips for experiences that they won't get at home, that unequal distribution of assets and resources relegates being of color to a lower class, a lower caste, and so they go through life with a lesser than all the time. So that curiosity, one, there is no group mindset for all people of color. What there is, is a reality that people of color have faced for four centuries in this country that impacts their ability to succeed in systems where white supremacy and oppression and systemic racism are the norm. And so we have to check our systems. We go back to those four equity indicators and we look through that lens, through the lens of meritocracy, of standards, of impartiality, and asset allocation. Now that quote I opened up with, because I know you're curious, they tell us we are all citizens, that we were born in this country, well, a cat can have kittens in the oven, but that doesn't make them biscuits. Those words were spoken by Malcolm X. And I did not tell you that at the beginning because I did not want that to cloud your thinking. You see, implicit bias works in interesting ways. The idea that we're all citizens just because we're born here is erroneous. We may have the paper, but we do not all have the same privilege. So stop assuming. Never assume 
that all people of color, all people of any racialized group think the same. I, for one, am tired of being asked, what do Black people think about X, Y, Z? Because no one ever assumes that all white people have the same mindset. Remain curious and join me every week. Connect with me on social. Use those links that are down in the notes. Send me your questions. Send me your topics. Send me your requests. I want to answer those. I want to bring you experts to help address those topics. And as always, don't worry about the things you cannot change. Change the things you can no longer accept. And I'll see you next time. That's it for today's episode of the 3E Podcast. Head over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in a grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Dr. Barry herself. Be sure to head over to 3epodcast.com and pick up a free copy of Dr. Barry's gift. Then join us on the next episode.